You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. And this episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT, Boost Your Sex Drive. It is the all-natural supplement to help you boost your libido, boost your sex drive, feel and look stronger, and get your confidence back where? In the bedroom. So if you have a hard time maintaining an erection, then this is the product for you. I want you to go check it out at SpartanLibido.com. Again, that's SpartanLibido.com. That information is in the show notes. And why should you check it out? Again, because it's all natural. It's got vitamins and herbs, and it's meant to help boost and support your libido. So if you feel you have low testosterone or you want to start really helping out your testosterone by increasing it, then this is the product for you. So go check it out at SpartanLibido.com. Now, today's episode, we have a special guest, a longtime friend of mine. Her name is Miss Kimberly Seltzer from SeltzerStyle.com. She is a style expert, makeover expert, and also dating coach. She works with men, and she works with women, and she is really the go-to source for unbelievable first impressions. I almost have a little nickname for her that I just came up with. She's like the first impression queen because that's what she helps you with, with approaching and with looking amazing. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to have a killer first impression, how to use style to do that, how to use conversation to do that, how to uh, really get rid of the number one problem that's preventing most guys from being able to approach girls and do it successfully. We talk about that today and more on the interview. Now, we'll get to that in just a second. Just for your FYI, if you have a question, you can call into the podcast, 323-432-0025, and ask your questions because I answer your questions on podcasts where we don't have experts like we do today. So highly suggest that you take advantage of that so I can answer your questions. And uh, we got a lot coming in, so we will get to you. Hang tight. 323-432-0025. Now, Kimberly is coming up here in a second. And like I said, I've known her for a while. She's She did a makeover on me. She made me look awesome. And she's an amazing coach and an amazing friend. And we talk about first impressions in this interview coming up right now. And just so you know, if you want to check her out, don't forget, go to seltzerstyle.com. And she has a free gift for you. But wait till the end to, uh, to hear where to get it because it's going to help you. And all these links are in the show notes, so go check that out. All right? Without further ado, here is me and Kim. Hello, Miss Seltzer. Hello, Trip. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so enjoying this 80-degree weather, and I yeah, hear it's yeah. awful in Chicago. Yeah, it's awful in Chicago. You're in the, uh, in the sunny Los Angeles. 
Gosh, I miss it over there. We had some fun times over there, didn't we? I know. I miss you. But, you know, I come, I go back to Chicago, as you know, often. So Yes, yes. So that was, we met years ago, and that was one of the things that we connected on, because I'm from Chicago, and you told me you're from Chicago, and you grew up in a, in a suburb, like, right around where I grew up, and we're like, oh, I know. My, oh my God, crazy. and then we became best friends. Yeah. You know, so that's fantastic. Well, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast finally, and I apologize for taking so long to get you on here, but I'm glad that we're able to do this because you are an amazing dating coach. You work with men, you work with women, you do a lot of style and makeovers for men and women. And I'm not I'm not just saying this. When you post on Instagram or on Facebook those makeovers that you do <laughs> with those people, every time my my jaw is on the floor. I'm like, what? I, I show people around me. I'm like, I'm like, this is my friend. Look at this picture. This is crazy. You're turning people who you would never think would be attractive into really good looking people all through your little makeovers. It's insane. I know. And it's so fun to watch. And although, you know, obviously the visual aspect of their clothes and the, you know, the way they look in their clothes is, you know, fun to see, but honestly, in person, it's amazing to see people's confidence grow and their attitudes, you know, as they get into this new style and they, they walk out differently. It's amazing to see. So that's, I mean, obviously why I love doing what I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure just their body language changes a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know? They just, I mean, they definitely look more confident. I, I, you know, I don't even know what it is. It's probably a mixture of the clothes and the body language, and but it's really just incredible. And uh, and yeah, I mean, we worked together. You did a makeover on me. You brought me out, and I still <laughs> remember the salmon pants. Are you kidding me? Those were a hit this summer. Oh my god. So hot, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you remember? You oh my gosh, it. I love that you remember that. That's yeah, of amazing. course. Oh of yeah, course. I got the salmon pants. I got the John Barbados shoes. I got the, mm-hmm. um, I got the Hugo Boss plaid button down, which is just one of my favorite button downs. Um, yeah, it was just we did a really great job, and that is why we're here today. I'm having you on here because I want to talk about some of the you know great work that you do. And what's really cool, and this is another thing I want to talk about. In fact, let's talk about this now. Mm-hmm. You just, it just reminded me when we were talking before the call, is that you actually take women out, like I take men out to the yeah. bars, and you help them. Well, I don't even really know exactly. I know you just you take them out, like I take them out to help them meet men. And mm-hmm. t- I want to hear about that. I think guys should hear about this so they can learn a little bit about. The fact that women are being coached on very similar things. So tell us about this. I know it's so funny because like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be coaching guys or I talk to guys and they're like, you coach women? Like, what do you women have to worry about? We're the ones that have to approach you, you know? And, and I always tell, look, I mean, as women, we have a responsibility in making it a little easier for you guys, right? And so... um I, you know, there's kind of this thing that's happening today where the, the women are getting a little less approachable and men aren't approaching. So like, we're kind of all at a standstill, you know, when we're out and about. And yeah, so, I felt, oh, it's horrible. And so what I tell women is that, you know, you have a responsibility in inviting that energy to you and drawing men to you. And 
And it's not hard, but women think that men should just automatically, you know, be alpha enough. I hear this all the time. Well, how come the guy should just be able to come up to me? And it's not that because I always say men are scared to death. And for the most, you know, most part, I would say that, that they get in their heads, you know, they stop themselves. They think that that woman isn't interested because the woman has a frown on her face or she's cackling in the corner with her friends or her body language is completely closed off or she's positioning herself away from all the guys. So they feel like, well, it's odd if they go up across the room to a table in the corner with 10 friends, you know? So actually what, you know, you and I do with men, I do with women in terms of like positioning, giving, you know, uh, body language and nonverbal signs. Do you have them go up to men? Here's what I do. And here's my belief is that, you know, and this is something that I think the younger generation is having trouble with even more so is because women are becoming so independent, right? Even more so than any other generation before us. Now, I'm older than you, obviously, and so I'm kind of like caught in between generations of the older and the younger. And what I see is that the women are feeling like they have to be the aggressor in order to get the man to notice them. And I see this in the way they date, in the way that they um, navigate a room, and the way that they conversate. So what I tell women, it kind of goes back to the days. I don't know if you're too young to even know this metaphor, but like women used to draw pankies. Do you know this? They used to draw pankies? Yeah, I see. I knew that you guys. So back in the very old days, a woman would drop a hanky, a handkerchief. Okay. Because back then they had handkerchiefs, like cloth ones, which is so gross to me. If you think about it, um, <laughs> but they, right, like why? Why did people have that? They didn't have Kleenex back then. Anyway, so they would drop the handkerchief in order for a man to pick up the hanky and hand it to her. So it was her kind of subtle, you know, message or hint to the guy to come hither and pick it up. And yes, I'm available. You know, and so that's what I tell women that it's more kind of giving that soft signal for a guy to approach and a guy will. So it's not going up to a guy shaking his hand and saying, hey, how are you? You want to go out? Like, obviously, that's not sexy you know, and that's not being in your feminine. And quite honestly, guys don't like that um, for the most part. Wouldn't you say like when a woman's that aggressive? Yeah, because it well, I think. I mean, I know why I don't like it. I, I, I can explain mm-hmm. it just because I teach this stuff. Is like it comes off um, a little masculine, to be honest right. with you. Right. And and I just don't like. Like I'm not attracted to that. Like a lot of guys aren't attracted to that. You know, you want a girl who's a bit more feminine. I mean, listen, if a girl does it, I'm not going to be like, eh, okay, no, too too masculine. Like I'll say yes, but. If she's doing that, something tells me that the way that she acts in her life is masculine in all the different areas. And I kind of know I'm not going to like that, you know? Exactly. Because, you know, it's happening. And this is almost like what I think in the world, like the roles are kind of merging together. And a man still wants to be a man and a woman still wants to be a woman. But like we're forgetting how. Right. And so when a woman is that aggressive, it almost emasculates the man. You know, it's like, well, I, like you want to be able to 
kind of take the lead and, and provide for her and be the man. I mean, most men do. So what I tell that, you know, my ladies is position yourself and open yourself up to opportunity so that, um, so you allow the man to, to kind of ask you out and all of that. So here's, um, can I share a story with you to this point? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I was coaching a woman and, um, I'm so sorry. Do you hear that dog? That's awful. I was so into the story that I actually didn't until you. You said didn't. Something. I'm so, okay. I was so distracted. Um, anyway, so we were in um, this bar, and we were when we walked in. I asked the woman, like, if you were by yourself or another woman, where would you sit in the bar? Now, you can envision this. It was a bar that was almost a V shape, and at the end of one of the V's, <laughs> there was two places open. Right. So that would be an easy, you know, place to sit for the two of us. Now, in the epicenter, right smack in the middle where the two lines met, there was a seat open. There was a guy next to that open seat. And then there was another open seat on the other side of him. So I'm thinking to myself, well, the best position is to be right in the middle so you can talk to, you know, the line to your left and the line to your right Right. and the guy right next to you. So. I asked my client, well, where would you sit? She's like, well, there's, you know, two seats open right at the end there. I'm like, eh, wrong answer. And she's like, well, we can't go over there. We can't ask that guy to move over. I said, why not? She's like, well, that's so impolite. He started, you know, eating and all that. And I always say, like, to women, and I think guys do this too, like, we get so in our heads and we think for other people and we miss opportunities because of that. Yeah. So I'm saying to her, the, what, the worst thing that can happen Because he says no, and okay, so he's not somebody we want to talk to anyway. So I just, you know, I was kind of like modeling for her how it's done, and I I went over, and I smiled and waved, and I said hi. And he like literally like almost jumped out of his seat because he was so excited that two girls like were saying hi to him. I said, you know, do you mind if my friend and I sit here? Because, you know, we enjoy sitting like in the middle rather than the end. And he goes, Oh, by, by all means. I said, well, unless you want us to straddle you, I mean, we could do that too. We can each sit on the other end. And he laughed, you know, cause giving like little cute innuendos like that is also flirtatious. And so and the guy is always going to love that. You know what I mean? They're always going to love that. You and come so with like, that oh. energy. I mean, yeah, you come <laughs> with that energy. It's, we're not going to be like, Oh, this bitch. You know what I mean? No, no, exactly. And he in fact loved it. And so he moved over for us and, Thank goodness we did because we had an amazing time. We ended up talking to him the entire night. He invited us to a party afterwards. We completely had the bar at our disposal and created this energy where everybody started talking to us. So that that's what I mean about creating opportunities. And a lot of women just miss those opportunities. They're not open to it and placing themselves with their body language the physical part of, you know, like a room, that kind of thing. And I know you teach guys this as well. And then, you know, again, like even the way that you conversate, like that flirtatious remark that I said brings it up to a a whole new level rather than just saying, oh, excuse me, do you mind if you just move down so my friend and I can join? Like that would be a little different kind of way of approaching it, right? But because I was playful, flirtatious, he was all over it. Right, and that just reminds me of, I mean, okay, you did that, and you could have easily not done that, right? You could have easily just been like, totally. okay, let's go at the end. And because that little move you made to just 
go and talk to this one guy and get these different seats. Just that one small tiny move created this whole night for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm highlighting this part because I feel like a lot of guys also miss opportunities in the same exact way. You know, they'll get a little nervous to go and talk to that one girl because she's with too many girls and it's intimidating or she's just really pretty or she's got like that, that bitch face on. So she looks like she's going to be really mean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to think of every single approach as an opportunity that could lead down an unknown path that could be incredible. You know, it's like you never know what's going to happen. And that's one of the reasons why guys have to push themselves to make these approaches that they want to make instead of being scared. I mean, I always tell guys, you know, or the guys I should say that want to get into relationships that you could approach your next girlfriend. You know, that could be, Mm -hmm. that could be her right there. And just because you're a little frightened, you're missing out on what could be an amazing, huge opportunity. It's so true. And I see this with my guys too that I take out that I, I I honestly think that's one of the biggest things that stop people is that I see both men and women like thinking for other people like oh she's looks busy or oh he's watching the game he doesn't want us to sit next to him or whatever it is instead of going in with almost like a kid like curiosity of just being in the moment and doing something that you want to do. Cause I always say there's no such thing as failure. There's only experience and somebody who takes something the wrong way or they don't like it, isn't your person anyway. So instead of taking it in as, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I really like missed the mark on that. It's like, Oh, okay, well that didn't work. And that's okay. And you move right. on. There's plenty of fish in the sea and you know, the right energy and the right people will invite you in. Right. And it's so funny how illogical it is, right? It's like, well, yeah. the worst that can happen is that she just is kind of rude to you and, you know, maybe says go away or I have a boyfriend. Like that's the worst I've literally ever seen in the thousands of approaches between me and all my clients. But then the uh, the what awesomeness that could happen, the possibilities of the awesomeness of the yes are just incredible. Like it could be amazing. Again, who knows? Maybe you end up, you know, making friends with all those girls and you create a new, a new social circle and then you end up, you know, I don't know, just being a part of this like crazy night or crazy social circle that ends up leading you down this insane path of meeting other people. And then that gets you uh, a girlfriend and a new job because you're making the right connections. I mean, I'm going kind of far out there. Those are the actual possibilities. But on the other end, people will say, no, I don't really care about those possibilities because she might bruise my ego for two seconds. And I get it. It's scary. Trust me. I was there. I understand that more than anybody. But it was it was that logic that I really thought of that kind of pushed me out of that mode and said, you know what? Screw this. I want to see, like you said, I like that kid-like curiosity. I want to see what's going to happen. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go and say hi. You know, exactly. I know. I just find that we're all our own worst enemies. I even like have a, <laughs> like, I have a theory. I call it the zit theory. I know it sounds weird, but like, you know, when you have a zit and 
you look in the mirror and you think it's like huge and it hurts and you think everybody's staring at it and it's awful. And then you go out and like no one even notices. Do you know what I mean by that? So it's like we, it's the zip theory. It's like you, we always think it's the worst thing ever and nobody else does. But if I went up to somebody and said, Hey, did you see the zit? It's kind of like what I just did to, did you hear that dog? Right. Well, well now I do because you made, you know, made me have attention towards it. So in approaching, it's the same thing. Like if you highlight an anxiety that you have or something that's in your head by, you know, feeling anxious about something and your body language is anxious because of it, because you're thinking it, then yeah, people are going to not want to talk to you because you're appearing anxious, but you created that, not them. Um, the best example, um, can I tell another story? Am I talking too much? No, please go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I have so many stories. Yeah. Let's um, hear them. There, so there was this guy, this is incredible. And actually you can see this on, um, YouTube because I filmed some of the experience with him. He, I would say was about 29 years old. Um, he went to Yale and while he was there, he got in a horrible car accident. It was a DUI situation, not him, but like other people involved. And he lost everything, all movement of his body. His, um, he couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He was in a coma for a very long time. And he came out of it and slowly, you know, rehabilitated himself to the point where he was pretty much normal. Now, the only thing that was still kind of like a residual effect from it was he had this just little bit of an odd hand movement in his left hand. But it wasn't that noticeable, you know, I mean, compared to, uh, you know, where he was. But in his head, he thought that everybody and anybody wouldn't want to talk to him and that he was odd and weird. But this is a good-looking guy, had so much going to him, smart, you know. And so we went to Vegas as an intervention, and we talked to a ton of women. And, you know, I finally said to him, I said, look, nobody else, it's like your own scarlet letter. Nobody else is seeing what you're seeing except you. But if you highlight it and you talk about it and, and then, like, apologize for it, then people will notice it as an insecurity. And when I kind of gave him that tough love and, and really kind of pushed him towards talking all these ladies, he was getting numbers left and right. And I'm happy to say he has a girlfriend now. And this was like Whoa, after working with him. Uh, yeah, it was, no, it was crazy because again, what was stopping him was his own kind of gremlin, so to speak. And just, he needed to get out of his own way and, and really just kind of, get out there. And I have it on film where he's talking to like some really cute ladies at the pool and he got digits that weekend. <laughs> and he was just, yeah, his confidence really grew. And yeah. of course we did some shopping and photography and that, that helped him as well. Right. And I mean, it's just like you were saying, you know, we're our own worst enemies. I swear mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if there was a magic wand and there was only one thing that you could fix with all guys and probably all girls too in terms of you know this whole dating thing is like okay magic wand just gets rid of you know all these fake um superficial thoughts that Mm -hmm. we have in our head prior to or prior to and during you know talking to uh, a woman or someone of the opposite sex or whoever 
right? Mm-hmm. It's like if we can just get rid of all those thoughts, that would clear up o- almost all the issues, you know? I mean, a lot of the other stuff, like even clothes, I think. I mean, even clothes and yeah. just uh, confidence and all the other things and all the little things that, that, you know, you could say and the flirty touches and all that stuff. Like all that stuff works and is really important. But most of it is all in how you're thinking and what your brain is doing before and during the conversations with the people that you're talking to. It's so true. It, and, you know, um, I always use the metaphor of children, as I said before. So you look at children playing in the playground, like especially around age five. They haven't developed the filters. They haven't developed, you know, hurt or experience enough that has hardened them over the years where they stop themselves. And that's really where it's coming from. Layers of, you know, past experiences, people being hurt, and then you kind of build this wall up. Um, and as a protection mechanism, and understandably so, and I just know this being a therapist for so many years. Um, and what I find with kids, it's like, you know, they just go up to someone, hey, you want to play? Can I, can I use your shovel? You know, they, they don't think to themselves, oh, I better not go ask Johnny for his shovel. He looks a little busy. Yeah, maybe I'll ask later. Like, they just don't think like that. So somewhere along the line, we, we develop that. And that's what I do with people because I kind of go back in time a little bit and figure out maybe where things started and connect the dots so people can kind of push through it. And sometimes, yeah, just having confidence in the way that you, you dress, um, making some kind of an awareness of your body language, how you're showing up in your conversations and where you're getting stuck and how to take it to the next level. So once you push through it and you get reinforced for it, you keep going. And that's how the confidence grows in this, in, in anything. Right, exactly. So true. You know, let's talk a little bit about clothes and fashion since that is something. Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah, yeah, you're (laughs) you're an expert in. You know, Mm because we're talking about approaching here, and that goes along with the first impressions. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so many different areas to tackle. Where can we start in terms of teaching guys how to have just a great first impression before they approach? In terms well, of fashion. I, yeah, I mean, I think all guys need to keep in mind that, you know, first of all, it only takes 30 seconds to make a first impression. And now they're saying it's probably even quicker. This is just what research says. And people are making judgments and assumptions based on two things. The clothes that you're wearing and the attitude that you have. So what you're saying and for you to get in your head about what to say during an approach isn't even as important as how you show up. Because women are making that judgment call on who you are based on your presentation. So if you knew, and again, this is research, if 55% of your dating success would go up just by changing your clothes, wouldn't you do it? I mean, most guys say yes. And here's the thing. I love shopping with guys, and you know this, but when we were shopping together, I mean, most men are about effectiveness and efficiency, Right. Like, and when I shop with them, we definitely like go there. I teach you about your body type, um, kind of your frame, what looks good on your frame and then what, you know, what women find sexy. Now, here's the thing. We do notice these things, guys. I don't care what age group you are, what ethnicity, how tall, how short. We notice how you look and it makes a huge impression on us. You know, I did this, um, 
keep thing a while ago, and I swear that I got to like get it out to the world. I, I went on the Third Street Promenade, and I interviewed all these people. I just I kind of stopped people and I asked them, "What makes your head turn?" And all these I asked men and women, and all the women, every single one of them, different age groups, different ages, they all said a guy who's put together. So, and, and believe me, guys, we're really like forgiving, you know, I mean, if you maybe don't have that six pack and you don't have all of your hair or it's not, it, that's not what's as impressive to us as you just caring about the way you look and that your clothes fit and that you kind of have something to say about yourself with what you're putting on your body. So that's a really good tool. I mean, I think. Trip, you experienced that when you were, and, and I, even the way you're talking, you know, like the or, the salmon pants, and then like people will comment on the clothes, then you feel really good about it, and you know it's a conversation piece. And believe me, like women will come up to you and say, like, "Ooh, I like that watch," or "Ooh, nice pants." Like we comment on those things because we notice. Wouldn't right. you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I get compliments all the time on that stuff, and. I mean, it, what that does too is like a bunch of things at once. First of all, makes you feel good, right? Yeah. And it gives you that confidence boost because they're making you feel good. And she's complimenting you, which means she's already somewhat attracted to you, right? So she's somewhat attracted to how you put yourself together. So it really, that's what I always say. Like, I actually, it's funny because I always say that fashion mm-hmm. is like, it's one of the one of the little tricks that has the most um, effect. It's like the it's like the one thing that is the easiest to do and has the most effect. Oh my god! Why you totally. Have to do it. It's like there's nothing else like that in terms of all the different little techniques and things you need to learn to get better with women. It's like that thing is like. It's like start there. You know what I mean? Like It's so true. I mean, I, I say that all the time, in fact. Like, there's not many things in life where you get that instant gratification and reinforcement and validation, right? Because usually we're working on things. We have to practice. Yeah, I mean, a guy walks out of a store in a new outfit, and he's walking differently, and people notice. And then suddenly his confidence grows. And it can happen literally in hours. I see it all the time. And I get like, I get emails from my guys and they're like, thank you so much. You've changed my life. And it it becomes a domino effect. I went back, I got more. I just cleared out this guy's wardrobe because sometimes I'll go into the closets and I'll clear it out. And he's like, you know, tell me what you think I should keep. And and, you know, we'll kind of sort through it. And I'm ready to kind of do my three piles and, and everything. Now, he just lost a bunch of weight, mind you. Okay. I went in and I looked at him. I'm like, okay, I just I have to tell you that I'm literally going to throw out every single piece in here. Like, there wasn't <laughs> one thing. I took a picture of, like, an empty closet afterwards and all the clothes was on the bed. Because he didn't see himself. Like, he didn't realize he was like, I don't know, four sizes different. It was profound. And a lot of the times that happens when you lose weight because you, you still carry yourself and look, you know, kind of look at yourself as that overweight person. So it, it, a little bit of body dysmorphia happens and you have to kind of, you know, get used to it. But it's so cool when I went shopping with him to, to have him see his body, how it really looked. And then he said, 
He's like, Kim, I cannot believe it, but I, I wore the clothes after we shopped, and the next day, all these people were coming up to me and said, dude, did you, did you lose weight? Like, you're, you're looking good. And, and sometimes people couldn't even tell, like, what he did, but there was obviously a different aura about him. Right. It's just like one of those things, just so simple. Yeah. change, you know, and sometimes that's as easy as a cool T-shirt and some nice jeans and nice shoes and like that's it. Like it yes. doesn't have to get complicated, doesn't have to get crazy. You don't have to get salmon pants. I'm just, you know, I just dig that kind of thing. But either way, I mean, it can be really, really easy. What are some What are some quick little tips that guys can take away who are listening uh, in terms of style? You know, if they if if they just want to look better really quickly, yeah. go out this weekend and and you know get some new clothes or something like that. Like, what's a couple of rules that you have to follow that they can they can put to use okay so the first thing is every guy needs a good pair of fitted jeans and i'd say dark washed and the reason why i say dark wash is because you can you know wear it casual and you can kind of dress it up based on you know the top that you wear i'd say 90 percent of the guys that i see and that i work with they are wearing their jeans like two sizes too big and I hear this, and I think you even had mentioned this when we first went shopping, like, oh, I don't want to look metro, and I don't want to look, like, too L.A., and, like, I'm trying too hard. Like, that's something that I yes. like, right? But the thing is, is if you just try on the jeans, and even though on the mannequin maybe it looks too, oh, I can't wear that, just try it. That's my advice is just try it, walk around the store, and see how it feels. Because then you put your old jeans back on, and you'll see how big they are. Right. You should only be able to fit around two fingers along your waistline. Like if you put it, you know, right at the waist, if you can put a whole fist in there, it's just too, but I'm sure there's other reasons for that, but we won't go there. There's, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep this clean. No, but that's the thing is that a lot of guys um, also don't realize the material of the jeans have changed drastically over the years. And there's some really like soft materials. That's another thing I find guys are really tactile. They like the way things feel. And so if something's like itchy or stiff, like they're not into it even more so than women. So um, just go check out the jeans. Now I would say the other thing is shoes. Oh my God, we look at shoes big time. Like if you have a killer outfit and then you have like gross shoes on, we'll almost dismiss you because it's like you almost kill it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you get, if you get like a pair of Converse, you know, maybe to do more of your casual look and you can even wear that dressy sometimes um, or just a nice black, like low boot that you can wear as a dress shoe and or casual that's a great start. And then I think the third would be a nice button down shirt. Cause then I think that's just a nice look, especially if you're like going to a party, um, a date, whatever it is, you just look nice. Now a button down to tuck in or to not have tucked in. It depends on the shirt. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but if you look on the side of the shirt, if there's almost like a little scallop, like it kind of goes up along the hip line, it's meant to be worn out. If it's going all the way around evenly, I'm talking about the hem right at the bottom. Right. That's more of a dress shirt. And sometimes even the material, you can tell. Um, so that's that's the first thing is just the shirt itself. The second thing is your body frame. 
All right, guys, if you have a little bit of a belly, don't tuck in. Not a good look. It just emphasizes the stomach even more. But if you have a body like Trip, you're, you know, really thin guys, um, tall guys can wear it tucked in or out, just depending on like what you feel like. But like Trip, we determined like you looked really good with it tucked in if, if, if you felt like doing that um, and with a nice belt. So right. um, your body frame and then the type of shirt is really what dictates that. Right, right, exactly. And I, I also remember is that when we were when we were together and we were uh, doing some shopping, um, we were talking about how jackets are really important too. Yes, jackets are really important. I always say a staple for men are leather jackets. If you can get an, again, nice fitted one, most of the time I see guys that are wearing these huge jackets and it just looks sloppy. Something that's really fitted, it just pulls together an outfit. Like you can have like a t-shirt and jeans on with Converse and then you just throw a leather jacket over it. It changes the entire look. It has a little bit of a cool edge to it. And also, you know, it's just, I think a nice put together look and I also say women really like watches. If you're that kind of guy, like you, you know, enjoy a watch, find a signature piece. I think that was one of the episodes actually you and I filmed on YouTube yep. was finding a signature piece. It's really important. Like, like for trip, it was the orange, the salmon pants for sure. Like there was something about like you carried that really well. Not all guys could pull it off. Um, it could be a watch. It could be a hat. It could be, um, just like a bracelet that just says something. There was a guy that I did a virtual session with. I do virtual makeovers, by the way, which is super cool because it's just like no matter where you are in the world, um, I can do like a head-to-toe assessment in an hour and give you some tips. Um, he was a musician, yet he was dressing kind of like geeky. He, he was reading like computer geek. And so after giving him some tips, one of the things we found on the Internet was this ring that had like this little bit of like music notes in it but it was really subtle but it said something about him in the world and he never thought about wearing a ring it was super cool it was like like this kind of gunmetal type of material and he he I just got an email from him and he said oh my god I love the ring and like women are commenting on it all the time and it just like it was that piece that did it you know so don't be scared to have a little fun with different things yeah, and to just try new things and see what works and test things out. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes you put something on, you don't love it, and then you get a compliment on it. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad anymore. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you got you got to start digging it because because you start to get you know a little, a little bit of validation from other people, and you're just like, oh, maybe this is pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, you start rocking it, and it looks good. You know? Yep. Yep. I love it. And yeah, I remember another good tip that you gave me too that I will never ever forget. And it was, it was something that it was like, it was just one of those tips where I was like, I would have never figured this out. Like it's not very, didn't seem very intuitive. This is what it was. I don't know if you remember this. It wasn't with, uh, sport coats. It was like regular jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a, because I'm tall and mm-hmm. my, um, I don't know. I'm semi disproportionate. Like my legs are longer than my torso, you know, and I'm, I got this kind of taller body. You know, you said to me, you know, don't wear those short type jackets, like the ones that kind of mm-hmm. come up to your waist. Those are never going to look good on you because 
your legs are so much longer, so it's going to look funny. So you mm-hmm. always want to wear a jacket that's has a little bit of length to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's why so many jackets that I've tried on in the past never really look good and I never really knew why. And so now right. I'm always on the lookout for longer jackets, which by the way, I'm pissed because it's so difficult to find. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we'll do don't... a shopping again. You have to come to LA. I know. I need to come to LA. We need to go shopping, go to a store yeah. that's like jackets for tall men. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause your frame does dictate to what kind of jacket to your point. Um, I think what you were talking about, like you're more short waisted and then you have like longer legs and that it, it, it's unbelievable. Just the way things fall in your body can give you the illusion of being more proportionate. And then when you highlight the areas that are not proportionate, it looks odd. Yeah. And many people don't know why. So it is, it's, it's, and that's one of the things that I think I take pride in when I do shopping with people. It's not like I'm a stylist and just throwing things on you and say, Oh, you must wear this. Like I want to teach people why things are looking good. So, you know, my goal is to make, you love shopping and do it on your own. And of course I'm always here for consult, but you know, cause it should be fun and it, it should be something that, you know, people see as, as valuable for them. Right. Exactly. And yeah, using a stylist like you, which by the way, if you're listening still, I highly recommend you contact Kim because she really is amazing and you're, you're going to huh. learn a lot of stuff about you and your body type that might be a little bit more difficult to just find on the internet somewhere um, just because everyone is shaped differently. You know yep. what I mean? So it's some of those uh, tips that are really priceless and really amazing. So that's awesome. Uh, before we go, because I know we're almost at time here, since we're talking here about first impressions and mm-hmm. approaches, you know, from the woman's point of view, let's talk a little bit about what, you know, what a guy can do to have an awesome first impression when he first meets a girl. We talked a little bit about getting outside of your head. We talked mm-hmm. about how to dress yourself up to feel a bit more confident and look your best. What else helps in terms of meeting women in first impressions? You know, I think I think the biggest thing is in is not to try to impress us, but just try to get to know us. That makes sense. It's like the more you notice something about us, you're present, you're showing up as confident and real and authentic, then we'll give you a chance, you know? Um, I think the biggest mistake that guys do is, yeah, they get in their head, they try to think of a line, they say a line that we all know and we've heard before has nothing to do with us. They're dressed sloppy. They're, they seem nervous in their body movements and language. So, again, um, authenticity, um, showing up in a really nice outfit, and just get to know us. We will give you a chance. And here's the thing. A lot of guys don't approach, like, pretty women because of the very reason that guys are scared about is that they're not going to, you know, say hi. There, you, you men be the first ones to go up to that pretty lady because nobody else does. <laughs> That's the thing. And, and she will give you a chance as long as you're, you're real, you're smiling, and you're just being friendly. And ask questions about her and get to know each other. 
The other tip I would say is within the conversation, and actually I have a whole, this could be a whole other podcast actually, is just about um, conversations and how to move a conversation from topic to personal. The quicker that you can get your your topic of your approach, so say, oh, you know, what, what are you drinking? If that's, don't sit there and talk about the drink for 10 minutes. Get to know her and why she likes the drink or where is she from? Something personal about her because that will move the conversation and the first impression big time. Yes, that is huge. A lot of guys kind of stick too much to the very fluff conversation and they're way more on the surface for just too long and don't mm-hmm. move to that personal. I agree. That was one of the bigger notes that I had to give one of my recent clients is that he had so many opportunities to ask her a question about her or something a little bit more personal, and yet he wouldn't take it because he'd be a little bit too nervous. But I'm telling him that's exactly what they want to be talking to you about. Everything else is forgettable and boring. Yep, exactly. You know? Kimmy, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. This is fun. Giving us all this awesome information. If you are interested in working with Kim or learning more about her, I want you to go to seltzerstyle.com, and that is going to be in the show notes, so you can go right to that link. Otherwise, it's just seltzerstyle.com, and Seltzer is her last name, Kimberly Seltzer, so you can see that right here in the show notes. Kimberly, thanks so much for uh, for coming on, and I apologize for this happening too late. I, keep, I If you've been listening to this podcast more than once, you notice I do I do a lot of apologizing to my guests because lately I've been having guests on that I'm like, where have I been in my head that I haven't gotten them on sooner? Because <laughs> we're already like a hundred episodes in and it's just shameful for me to not have interviewed some of my closest friends in the industry. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this and hopefully you say yes to having you on again soon. Oh, I absolutely. And you got to stop apologizing because timing is everything, right? Just like dating. There's a, there's usually a reason. And so we're, we're doing it now and there's a reason for that. So that's that's all that matters. Hey, I wanted to mention if that's okay with your listeners is that I do. And actually thanks to your inspiration, I have a, uh, man's fashion manifesto that Mm. guys can download on my website. And I'm happy to provide a link directly too, if that's something that is easy for you. But, um, that's something that a lot of guys enjoy because no guy like sits around with other dudes and talks about fashion. So this is your way of getting some fashion tips secretly. <laughs> awesome. Yes. In yeah. fact, we'll get that link from you. We'll put that in the show notes for the guys so they can download that and learn even more awesome fashion tips. And you know, they're going to be awesome because the stuff that we've heard today has been very helpful and I'm always learning from you, which is really cool too. So thank you so much for being here. Check out those links from Miss Kimberly Seltzer, and we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.